I'm Paul Champanelli. I'm in Hollywood, California. Paul, I'm Kirk Pinchon, and 2021 has changed you. Let's <laughs> do a little character. Wow. What if it wasn't? What if you're like, this is the new Paul? I don't know. I kind of expected you to yes and me, but I didn't warn you that I was going to do that. I was so, I so threw you a little bit. I don't do characters. I just do me. You do. <laughs> you're an artist, not a clown. <laughs> That's right. You can do your little voices however you yeah. want. Yeah. Nice bit, Paul. Great bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm a playwright. Yeah. Okay. I explore the human condition while you do your little voices. So, did you ever take improv classes? No, I mean you did a lot of theater. No, no I did improv. Theater. Well, no, actually, I did. I took um, in college. I had a uh, mask and movement uh, class that was all improvised, okay. which was real fucking pretentious. Where it's you more like commedia dell'arte? Yeah, it was all commedia dell'arte yeah. stuff, and like you'd have to. Um, they call it shooing in. Mm-hmm. And before you shoo in, which is just putting on the mask, you have to stare at the mask for a good like two to three minutes. Yeah. And only when you're ready can you actually put on the mask to become the character. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Yeah, that's yeah. about right. But in college, I was like, yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> Welcome to Theater Rega. <laughs> we're going to talk today about uh, Ionesco. We're not here to talk about the theatrical arts. We're here to talk about music, baby. Goddamn right. And I got a wreck. I got a you Kirk got to recommend for 2021? Yep, already. Although it's from 2020. And uh, the artist is actually from like 2017, so I'm already way late. But um, this is, I was uh, reading an article at the end of the year uh, about how there was a lot of good dance music in 2020, even though there was not a lot of dancing going on because of, you know, COVID, no one's going out to dance. Reasonable. And and so they gave uh, uh, like their best of, of 2020. And there's this woman from Britain named Jessie Ware. Mm-hmm. That sounds familiar. She's been around since like 2017. And of course, in dad fashion, I like figured out this person in 2021 <laughs> at the end of it. Sure. And uh, she had an album out in 2020 called What's Your Pleasure? And it's fucking great. It's a, it's a disco album, but it's not like it's got a little it's a little more electro. So there's a little 80s vibe to it too. And the best way to describe it is like, it's it's blue disco, it's cool disco. So it's not really hot. It's not that hot, sweaty disco. It's the kind of disco <laughs> that like, if you're across the room and you see someone you're into and you slow motion walk to them and start dancing in the middle of the, the, the dance floor, just looking at each other longingly and slowly. It's really good. It's really good disco. And okay. I've been playing the shit out of it. Jesse Ware, what's your pleasure? If you're into disco, you should be listening to this. If you're not into disco, disregard all that I've been saying. And you should be dancing. Yeah. I did, by the way, uh, watch the Bee Gees documentary oh. that we talked about last time we convened. And you and you went, yes, better than the Beatles. <laughs> no. I mean, I, it really crystallized for me. Like, I like the Bee Gees, but I don't like Robin Gibb. Again, why is that? Because his his voice is terrible. Uh, like, throughout the documentary, everyone is saying, oh, you know, 
Robin, oh, that voice, he's like an angel. I'm like, something about his, and, and then the, the, the particular ballads that he would sing, mm-hmm. just nails on a chalkboard to me. Specifically, of course, um, I started a joke, but also like Massachusetts mm-hmm. and some of the other ones. Uh, I like pre-disco Bee Gees, but not the Robin stuff. But that's not my biggest problem with the documentary. Overall, I like the documentary, but I have a huge beef. A huge beef. Yeah? Okay. Hit me. This, 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 it wasn't a documentary about a particular uh, time period for the Bee Gees or just one of the Bee Gees. This was a beginning to end career retrospective, the whole Bee Gees story, mm-hmm. right? They didn't even mention, they didn't even mention the Sgt. Pepper's movie. <laughs> no, they did not. They conveniently just skipped over that. Yeah, they didn't even mention it. There wasn't a, a still image from it. It was like they treated it like it didn't exist. Yeah. And that's false because it does exist. They did it. <laughs> they did. It's out there. You can see it. It exists. They need they to be hella countable. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, I'm. it's not good. I know. I understand yeah. why they pretended it, it doesn't exist. But uh, come on. Mention it. <laughs> they should, I agree, because I was thinking, oh, they're going to mention it as kind of like a, yeah, we did it. It was a nightmare. There was no script. Everyone was on cocaine. And it kind of, it, it did, in effect, not necessarily ruin them, but it was a big blow, because that thing was a turd. <laughs> yeah, I've actually never seen it, but I have, I haven't watched it from beginning to end, but I've watched most of the songs, mm-hmm. like, you know, on YouTube, Yeah, the clips that feature the songs, and I've heard all the songs. The soundtrack is terrible. Yeah. Almost, almost all of it. Not all of it, but almost all of it. And the clips I've seen are woof. Yeah, they're woof. I mean, I, I swear I saw it in a movie theater as a kid <laughs> and was like, oh, the Bee Gees, awesome. And then just like, And Whoa. Peter Frampton. And Peter Frampton, I don't mind. Substituting Peter. for the Beatles. <laughs> yes, exactly. But uh, I'm glad you saw the doc. That's great. It's, it's, a, it's entertaining. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, Morris is the best. Oh, my God, Paul. I was literally just about to say that as like the guy. He's the one I want to hang with. For sure. Yeah. Because, yeah, because his vibe. I mean, he played the bass. He was the bass player in the band. Yeah. Literally. And he's also the bass player in the band figuratively. Yes. That his whole thing was like Barry has a huge ego. Robin has a huge ego. They're always fighting, and I'm the middle brother who has to be the peacemaker. Yes, yes. Which makes it so, so I've become very mellow and easy to get along with, and I'm the cool Gib. Yes. He also seemed like the funniest Gib. Well, they kept talking about how Robin was so funny. I never saw he was that. was always silly, yeah. but he was also shy, so he it was more like a private thing. Yeah, I never got that. But yeah, in, in the interview segments, I'm like, I want to hang out with Morris, because Robin is sort of bitter, I guess, because he's not as popular as Barry and Barry's a little pretentious yeah but Morris is Morris is like I never sing lead I just play bass yeah. but I'm the cool I play bass I didn't know that he played piano which was good so I was like oh yeah. you do both and he's like so I'll do that and then I'll sing I'll sing back up and I'm fine yeah yeah he seemed like the most fun to hang with R.I.P. I also really liked the way they intercut scenes from the disco demolition derby in, yes. in Chicago with 
their live performance, like their big arena yeah. performance where they have Andy up there. And it made, they so they made it look like it was going on during the <laughs> yeah. Bee Gees concert. Yeah, at the exact same time. Yeah, very good, uh, very good uh, building of drama yes, there. Yes, a nice uh, sleight of hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's I, I, I might have to watch it again just because I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty... It wasn't flashy. It was yeah. like a behind the music episode. It was a pretty straight ahead like documentary about the Bee Gees yeah, story. Exactly. But it was good. It was well done. It need- and I learned things because I was I've never been an expert on the Bee Gees and so I learned a lot. Yeah. It, a story that needed to be told. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a wreck for you. Ooh, all right. Paul wreck. With the caveat, this is a for a book mm-hmm. that you should read. With the caveat that I haven't read it, so I'm not saying it's good. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying this book exists. It came out in 2020. And I think you should read it, and it will be clear why. It's called Can't Slow Down, How 1984 Became Pop's Blockbuster Year. I'm writing this down right now. So this is a book all about pop music in 1984. Mm-hmm. And it's written by Michelangelo Matos who wrote the 33 and a third on Sign of the Times. Oh, I've read that one. Yeah. What's his name again? Michelangelo Matos, M-A-T-O-S. I, I read that prompt. That's great. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the guy who wrote the book on Sign of the Times has now written a book just on the year 1984 in pop music. I mean, that was a huge fuck. I bet year's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've talked all about how it was, you know, it's the year after Thriller, so it's the year that every other yeah. Jackson has an album. Yes. Uh, it's the year of Purple Rain. I mean, Prince is on the cover of this book, yeah. along with some others. So, I mean, we've we've even mentioned it's come up like, oh, yeah. 1984 is a banner year. It's the year of Springsteen, yeah. Cindy Lauper. It's honestly to get real music shitty. It's such a big year that we're not going to do it on the pod. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. It's, almost, it's been covered. It's been covered. It's been covered. No one's going to. Yeah. We're not going to add anything to it, really. Yeah. Unless we go, you know, obscure, but it was such a huge year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When you were 14, mm-hmm. so your freshman year, was that eighth grade and eighth freshman grade year? Eighth grade and freshman year, year, yeah. So that's a big year. Yeah. That's, a, that's huge. an important year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, half of the people I knew were listening to Purple Rain, half the people I knew were listening to Born in the USA. Hmm. I was listening to, uh, I don't know, some version of The Wheels on the Bus. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, this oh, yeah. slaps. I t- <laughs> Sharon Lewis, bam! Damn! <laughs> I turned two. <laughs> yeah. uh, can't slow down. I'm going to look that up. I'm very excited about that. Thing. Yeah, I can't vouch for its quality, but uh, you should read it to, so you can judge. It. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say right now, based on the theme and based on the writer, it's got to be good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I liked his 33 and a third. Exactly. Uh, so. Yeah, so I had to recommend that. Oh, too. I like that. A uh, bit of sad news. We have uh, we have a eulogy that we should talk about. Yeah. Because I feel like it was a real missed opportunity on both of our parts that we didn't mention this person during our top five MCs of all time. MF Doom died. Yeah. He actually <laughs> died on Halloween, but it wasn't announced. It wasn't made public until... Um, I think it was New Year's Eve or January 1st. I didn't know he died on Halloween. Yeah. Holy shit. I thought it was like like New Year's that had happened. Oh, my God. Really? 
Yeah, no, he's been dead for a couple months. Wow. They just didn't announce it, his, his family or whatever. Um, and that's very sad. And immediately I was like, I can't believe I left him off my list. Because honestly, if I, if we can amend past lists, mm-hmm. MF Doom belongs on my top five favorite MCs. Where, where, who you got, who, if you can remember, who you taking out, who you putting, and where you putting them? I can't, I can't remember the yeah. list. I guess to be fair, I should put him at number five just because I forgot him. Yeah, fair. That's very. <laughs> but fair. he should bump. But yeah, I, like I said to you when uh, when we were talking about his death. Yeah. I, I listened to Mad Villainy so much uh, when it came out, and then the King Ghidorah record too, because he performed mm-hmm. under different names. And um, uh, I've listened to a lot of MF Doom. It's and he's great. And he raps on the song that is our closing theme music when we used our closing yeah, theme music. That's right. Like, can't believe we forgot him. It's to me what's fascinating is how we both know him, but in different manners. Mm-hmm. Where for me it was a KMD. KMD yeah. at Zeb Love X. And you know, and I and that's how I because that album was great. Peach Fuzz was such a good song. Yeah. And then I didn't know him as MF Doom until you were like, oh, that's Zeb of X. And I was like, oh, my God, it's the same yeah. dude. I had no idea. Yeah. I, I I didn't know about KMD until I got into MF Doom. Yeah. You know, um, when Mad Villainy came out. And then I was like, oh, I have to find out everything this dude ever did. Yeah. And uh, so very sad about him. Uh, unique. MC he was. Yeah, I mean, just yeah. out of the box, out yeah. of the box guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, along, those, along those lines, along the loss, and I brought up with you, even though he's not a music guy, we brought him up on the show, is mm-hmm. uh, uh, Aldolfo Quinones, a.k.a. Shabadoo, died at the end of the year. Right, that too, yeah. Uh, one of the original L.A. Breakers, was in Breaking, was in Breaking 2, uh, was a choreographer, uh, was close with uh, Tony Basil, and yeah, he uh, was in the lockers. He was in the lockers with Tony Basil yeah. and Rerun and right. uh, Pop and Pete and all those guys. One of the originals. He died sixty five. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a shame. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, end of the he's year. Popping and locking with Rerun now, baby. Yep, it's all him. <laughs> he's he's holding it down. Yeah. Oh, um, but yeah, so those. I'm glad we brought those up because both of them needed their. Uh, their respect. Yeah, 2020 getting in some last licks with those, <laughs> yeah. with those two before we yeah, uh, been like, before we pieced out. Not done yet. Yeah. 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 Uh, what else do we have to talk about? Want to do a top five list? You know what? Yeah, let's do a top five list. Let's do a top five list. Kirk, when I was in kindergarten, <laughs> yes, I had a classmate. Her name was Kristen. She lived on the street over from me. And she had a sister who was in sixth grade. Now, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember what it's like to be in kindergarten, but when you're in kindergarten, sixth graders are adults. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They figure life out. Right. When the school bus drove to pick me up, and then it drove the next street over to pick up Kristen and her sister, whose name I think was Stacy. I could be wrong. But I don't think so, because in the <laughs> 80s, every girl's name was Stacy. They're all Stacy in the 80s. <laughs> she, would, she would get on the bus, and she was a woman. Was a <laughs> of course you were, because she was an older woman. And she always wore Bon Jovi t-shirts. <laughs> and even then, you still loved her. 
Or maybe she only wore one Bon Jovi t-shirt one day. But it's a very vivid memory, and it's one of my earliest memories. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know who Bon Jovi was, but I remember that Stacy loved Bon Jovi. <laughs> and then later, I heard Bon Jovi. And he sucked. And you're like, Stacy sucks. And then retroactively, I was like, yes, I'm not in love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stacey. Thank God. Is Bon Jovi hair metal? Bon Jovi as... is hair metal. Okay, he counts as hair metal. He's we're, we're going to talk about hair metal yes. on this episode. Shockingly. The hair metal, it, yeah, it's such a slippery category. Yes. Because first of all, no hair metal is metal. Like if you're Correct. to me. Yeah. Yes. And... It's not even the official term. It's sort of a pejorative for what's more properly called glam rock. It's yes. A, it's an offshoot of glam rock. Yes. Uh, it's also slippery because it's not good. So <laughs> picking my top five was tough. How was it for you? It was, it, it's so funny. It started out like with two, my number one and my number two. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then I went, oh, shit. I got nothing <laughs> left. I got nothing left. And then I did some digging and I was like, let me just look through. And then I was like, okay, wait, no, there's three that I'm not, that I definitively like that aren't shitty. There are no honorable mentions for me. I got none. I have an honorable mention. Oh, first, here's what, here's what I'm going to do first though. I think I can guess your number one. So I'm going to write it down on a piece of paper. Okay. Just. I'm going to write down what I think your number one is. Mm -hmm. And then when you reveal it, when you reveal your number one. Yes. I'm going to reveal what I wrote down. No, this is exciting. Okay. Just to see if I know you uh -huh. as well as I think I do. So here's this folded up piece of paper. Yeah. I put that to the side. Oh, very exciting. Just to see. Now, um, my honorable mention is a band who I think epitomizes the are they or are they not hair metal mm -hmm. debate. And I really think it's 50-50 with them. I'm equally swayed by arguments either way. And I really wanted to put this song in my top five. And the only reason I'm not is because even though you can make a case that they are hair metal, and I'll say that's fine, this song, which is my favorite song of theirs, is probably their least hair metal. Can I guess? Yeah, go for it. Def Leppard. No. One more guess. Yeah. ACDC. No. Then, I'm, definitely, then I definitely am wrong. I have uh, no other guesses. The band is Guns N' Roses. The okay. Band is Guns N' Roses. The song is Mr. Brownstone. Mr. Brownstone. Yeah. Is great. Mr. Brownstone is awesome. Fucking great. So I almost put it in, yeah. and yeah. then I didn't. It's funky. Yep. It's uh, it's it's bluesy, and yes. that's the thing. Like Guns N' Roses were always too like bluesy and legit hard rock mm -hmm. for me to be hair metal, but they're still hair metal because they're hair metal. They're they're, they're, they're hair metal. We're playing the Whiskey a Go Go in 1987. And yes. When you watch the video for Sweet. I mean, not Sweet Child of Mine, for uh, uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. You know, they tease out Axel's yes. hair. And then after that, he's like, we're not going to do that again. So, but Yeah. But yeah. But Sweet sweet Child of Mine, that's a that's a hair metal song right there. I to mean, me, sure. That's a that's sure. a definitive I, hair metal song where Mr. Brownstone yeah. is not necessarily. Mr. Brownstone, I, I almost put it in. And I guess that might be an honorable mention for me, too, because that's a great, great song. It's awesome. Yeah. And it's about heroin. And when I think of hair metal drugs, 
Heroin's not what I think of. Like, hair metal is a cocaine genre. To me, now that's and Guns N' Roses is a heroin band. To me, they are a heroin band. To me, yeah. hair metal is just a lot of drinking. Drink Well, totally. Just drinking. so much drinking. Doesn't, to me, it doesn't feel, definitely not pot. To me, not so much cocaine, but I could see it. To me, just just fucking dudes just drinking Jack and beers. <laughs> Yeah. Jack and beers, Jack and beers. That's how I perceive yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Just dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to excess. And, and my instinct is always like, if 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 a band is good and I like them, I want to say, well, they don't count as hair metal then. <laughs> I understand you what you're what saying. I mean? That's why it's tough to come up with five hair metal songs, top five hair metal songs. But I did it, and I genuinely like them. Oh, good. Yeah, I genuinely like mine. I, the the the. The five, four, and three, I had to dig a little bit and go, oh, yeah. Because there are a couple of, here's a prime example, and it's all nostalgia-based. Like, growing up as a teenager, I was like, Jesus Christ, White Snake fucking sucks. (laughs) They're so bad. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, I hear, here I go again, and I'm like, oh, that's fun. And I know for a fact I hated it back then. I know it. So I didn't put them in, even though I like it now because it's strictly nostalgia. I was going to say, it, it, it must be the nostalgia factor because yeah. even if you hated it on its own merits, now it just reminds you of high school. Exactly, and that's the only yeah. reason. So I was like, I'm not putting that on. So these are ones that I legit liked when in, ni- in the 1980s when I was a teenager. How long has it been true that you like Here I Go Again by Whitesnake? When did you decide, oh, this isn't so bad? Recently or years ago? Uh, probably in the last five years. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I, you're 12 years older than me. Yeah. Right? And so I'm, get, <laughs> I'm, I'm worried now, is that going to happen to me where by the time I reach your age, I'm going to be like, you know what? That Limp biscuit, not so bad. I kind of like break stuff now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say yes, that will happen. <laughs> That is no, going to reach happen. a point where uh, when I hear the nookie, yeah. Miss Dazzler will take You're over. Like, it's okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. Durst was pretty cool. He's kind of funky. <laughs> yes. He is kind of funky. Um, yeah. One more thing before we get into our list. I think I've mentioned sure. this, but I'll, I'll recap it quickly. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm not a hair metal guy or metal guy or anything at all. No. Yet hair I, metal's the worst. Yet I went to two hair metal concerts as a teenager. I think maybe you've talked about at least one. Of I them. talked about one where I saw front row seats to see Bon Jovi with uh, the opening act Cinderella. And, right. And that was because I went for free because a friend of mine, his friend bailed and he's like, come, you don't have to pay for the tickets. It's front row. And I was like, well, I'll go for front row for free. Yeah. It fucking sucked. <laughs> bon Jovi was the worst. That was the that was the concert where I saw two guys in front of me beat each other up for a Cinderella drumstick. They literally brawled right. over this fucking drumstick. And then the other concert I saw that I actually did pay for because I was like, well, that'll be fun. One of my friends was like, hey, do you want to go see David Lee Roth in concert? David Lee Roth solo. Sure. Yeah. This is the. Uh Eat him and yeah, smile. album with yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just a Gigolo. And- Just, that was the Just a Gigolo. That was the little EP. And then he came out with this full-length Eat him and Smile, which is not a great album. It's got a good song called Bump and Grind. But I was like, yeah, I'm going to go see that because it's David Lee Roth. That's at least going to be fun. Po- sure. Poisoned up, opened up for them and did like three songs because that's all they had. 
And then Dave came on. <laughs> the only two things I remember about it, I remember not hating it, but at the end of the concert, he flew over the concert in a surfboard, like hanging from the like, ceiling. And yeah. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool, because he was high up. And I was like, wow, that's pretty good. That, and at one point, he had Steve Vai do an extended guitar solo. I was like, oh, fuck this Steve Vai guy. He's terrible. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I was like, how, how long is this dude going to fucking shred, quote, unquote, <laughs> Steve Vai? I don't need to hear you, like, on the guitar for a half hour. Um, but that was that's my, that's my uh, hair metal experience of going to those two concerts. Yeah, I have zero live hair metal. I'm sure. You wouldn't even go retro like, hey, let's go to a fun one at some sort of club. No, my hair metal experience is uh, whatever amount of it might have leaked onto classic rock radio in the 90s. You know, if you count Van Halen as hair metal, uh, some of that maybe. Some of Van Halen. I wouldn't wouldn't either. Yeah. And then when I was a teenager in the 90s, there was a lot of, like, behind the music and VH1 yeah. top 50 lists and, 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 you know, metal retrospective things Yeah, uh, that I that I sort of uh, engaged with it with. And then whatever else is just, it's in the ether because it was a big pop culture moment. Yeah, I mean. There from, from, let's say, 1983 to 88 or 91, if you really want to stretch it. I, I would say it's more... There was some hair metal, but real hair metal where it just became like, oh, that's the music of the time was probably 86 to 86 to 91 were the ones where like MTV is just playing nothing but hair metal. Yeah. And just the the God Kurt Cobain came along and just (laughs) slew that. And said no more. Stop to that. Yeah. 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 It was actually very nice. (laughs) Yeah. Even if you didn't like grunge, at least it killed hair metal. It did, and you're like, well, you're like, at least grunge is better than hair metal, and it's not as annoying. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. But as much as we're dunking on hair metal, now let's talk about uh, the hair metal songs we kind of like. Yeah, we were generally like. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to kick it off? I'll kick it off. Kick it? Okay. Uh, just because uh, my number five, I already talked about them because I saw them in concert. It's Poison. Poison. <laughs> Poison has one good song, and that one good well, song. We disagree about that. Poison's <laughs> not on my list, but I will say Poison is like they're the paradigm of hair metal. They yes. are. I would even say above Motley Crue. Poison is the quintessential hair metal band. I appreciate Poison for them going. We're just a bunch of jabronis. Yeah. And we play hair metal. They even are like, we're not that good. We just kind of, we just, we're just playing. <laughs> we just want to put on all this makeup and yeah. get drunk and get laid. Exactly. And that was the thing. So, and fittingly, that song is nothing but a good time. Okay. Here, you know, I, good. Yeah. If you were going to pick one, I'm like, Kirk's either going to pick, you know, the fun songs or he's going to have wall to wall ballads. And I was <laughs> nope. really worried you were going to say every rose has his hate, I hate every hair metal ballad ever known to him. <laughs> Every rose has his thorn. Give me something to believe in. Yeah, oh, God. oh, it's so bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if if you have to pick one, I guess it's nothing but a good time. Nothing but a good time is a. It's almost a pop song, really. It's it's good. Well, that's all hair metal is yeah. pop. It's not metal. That's the thing. Yeah, and uh, I remember hearing that, and I was like, oh no no, this is good. Uh, one of my friends, uh, a guy I used to write with James, that for a long time was his ringtone. Because <laughs> he's he's a legit hair metal fanatic, and I would just call yeah. him randomly just so I could hear it. I'd be with him, and I'd just call his phone just so he could play nothing but a good time on his phone. 
Um, so they they all suck. Unskinny Bop sucks. Talk Dirty to Me sucks. Talk Dirty Talk Dirty to Me is is definitely sucks. Yeah, I can I can kind of get halfway there with uh, nothing but a good time. I can kind of get halfway there with Unskinny Bop. Ooh, Unskinny Bop drives me crazy. I hate it. <laughs> I can get halfway there with um, I want action. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> and then their ballads are just garbage. But nothing but a good time. I was like, oh wow, look at them! It's like a full, fully realized song. Yeah, yeah. You get, uh, you get your Brett Michaels. Yeah, get your CC CC Deville. Yeah, and well, here's here's I'll give Poison credit for this. One of the best band names of all time. Wasted on this shitty hair metal band. How did not a legit metal band snap up Poison before yeah. they got it? Yeah, and. Uh, the drummer has a cool rock and roll name too, Ricky Rocket. Ricky Rocket, yeah. Ricky with two Ks, Rocket with two Ts. Yep, and well, that's that's <laughs> hair metal as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah, they suck. Uh, when I <laughs> when I went for my fresh college freshman year orientation in the summer of two thousand, mm-hmm. I met a girl whose name I don't remember at all anymore, but I can still see her face. She was super cute. Yeah. And I immediately developed such a crush on her. And through talking through meeting her and talking to her, that one day her big thing was she loved poison. Yeah. Oh. This was in two thousand. That's and weird. She was a seventeen year old. That's weird. Like, How did that happen? Did you have like a cool older brother who you worshipped? Yeah. Or cool. something? Because yeah, in, in in 2000, it wasn't even, like, retro cool to be no, into Poison. No, not even. And also, Poison sucked, <laughs> and I pretended to like Poison. Because oh, I... Oh, <laughs> oh no, I'm not, like, I don't feel shame about that. <laughs> you do what you gotta do. I man. mean, yeah. I was love. happy that I'd watched enough VH1 that I could fake it. Yeah. Like, I knew who they were. I knew the songs. Um, I just pretended to like them when I did not. <laughs> <laughs> and where is she now? No idea. <laughs> By the time I started, I actually started the the semester in earnest. I never like looked her up or never. Really. It's yeah. Just that, yeah. Yeah, you're like it's not worth it. She likes I had poison. a one day. I had a one day crush on this girl. Um, it might have been an overnight. Actually, I think the the point of the thing was you sleep on campus in a dorm room, get the feel of it. So it was like two days. Oh yeah, so yeah. It was yeah. two days. Yeah. She was in the do- same like dorm suite as me. Oh, it could have been. But yeah, poison always makes me think of this. Girl. That's funny. Who in 2000 was like, I love Poison, super <laughs> hair metal. I'm like, it's 2000. You're like, yeah, what are you talking about? It That's used weird. to be cool, and it might become cool again, but we're right now in the dead zone of things that are 12 years old. Yeah, cool that makes no sense. The timing yeah. is all off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I don't have any poison on my list. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that's my number five. That's the only poison I have. Uh, my number five is... This band, they rock a little bit more than your typical uh, hair metal, but they were definitely doing the hair and especially the makeup mm-hmm. more than anyone else. No, not Kiss. Uh, I know you <laughs> Twisted, were Twisted Sister. <gasps> oh. Twisted Sister. It, but it's not, um, we're not going to take it. Okay. I don't like we're not going to take I it. I hate that song. I do too. Yeah. But for some reason, I really like I Want to Rock. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. I want to rock! Rock! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I hate that song. I like that song. I always have. I've never liked We're Not Gonna Take It. I've always liked I Want to Rock. 
I don't know why. I can't explain it because they're the same song. Yeah, they, they're exactly <laughs> the same, same song. They, they made the same video twice. Yep. The same guy <laughs> from Animal House. But I'll say this. When I was watching all that MTV programming in the 90s, when they were doing all those lists and all, all mm-hmm. those look backs, I always thought D. Snyder was a cool guy. When you see him interviewed, he seems like a sharp guy. Yes. He's fun. I like that he was there with Frank Zappa talking to Congress during yeah, the PMRC he, he hearings. Yeah, he spoke great. He's a smart dude. Yeah, he's a very and smart I dude. Like, I like that Twisted Sister had that attitude of like, they don't take themselves too seriously. They don't think they're that cool. Mm-hmm. And they're not, you know, they're not pretty. Like everyone in Poison's so pretty. Yeah, these dudes you were not I mean? pretty at all. These were Joe Bag of Donuts. Right, and they leaned, like, they still did the makeup and the gender bending, but they leaned so hard into it because they're just like, we're such ugly dudes that we're going to be, like, ugly gender bending yeah. hair metal dudes. Uh, so I like that whole vibe. Mostly I don't like their music, but I do like I Want to Rock. They re-recorded the Stay Hungry album. Did you know this? Because Stay Hungry came out in 1984. I'm sure you remember because mm-hmm. you were a freshman yep. in high school. Yep. It was the biggest thing in the world at the time. They re-recorded the whole album in like 2004 or 2002 or oh, something wow. like that. Because they never liked the original album. They didn't like the production on it. It was mm-hmm. too clean for them. Oh. And it's, I mean, the songs are still arranged the same. They're the same songs, but they, they're they a little bit dirtier. Oh, so you can tell? Like you can they're tell the difference? a little bit grittier. Oh, okay. And, and the re-recording, I actually prefer the re-recorded. Oh, okay. It's just a little bit less shiny. Wow. You know? Yeah. Do you li- did you listen to the whole album? No. <laughs> I just like, I want to rock. I, I couldn't even say. tell you, I couldn't even tell you the name of a third Twisted Sister yeah. song. No, nor I. And it's funny yeah. that you say, because I'm in the midst of watching uh, the wonderful Netflix show Cobra Kai, mm-hmm. which I love. And is, it, is that what inspired this topic? Because I did. You, you suggested this thing. It did. <laughs> because sense. in it, Zabka is playing this guy who still loves metal. Uh, <laughs> and it's hysterical. And it's the only music he likes. And he takes one of his send, his students to see not Twisted Sister, but just D. Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Twisted Sister. It's D. Snyder singing a song. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this song is. And he's with some random band, and they're making like not a big show, but like a club show. Sure. And everyone's like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, D. Snyder." And I'm like, "Oh, look at D. Still doing it. Looks older, still has the hair, but still looks in good shape." Uh, yeah, and, yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah, so I give props guy. to him. But I was like, even the song in Cobra Kai, I was like, "Oh, this song sucks too." <laughs> if I saw D. Snyder at Target or something, uh, which you might, like, I feel like I, you know, I live in Hollywood. Yeah. I'm surprised I haven't seen D. Snyder at CVS yet. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, but if I did, I would be starstruck. I'd be like, oh my God, it's yeah. D. Snyder. That's cool. How, how do you I, not you know, see him at Bristol Farms yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if I saw like Vince Neal, I'd be like, ugh, that's Vince Neal. <laughs> like, Don't let him see me. <laughs> you're like, oh, you might <laughs> you want know? me to reach out to him and say hi. Oh, no. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so so uh, I Want to Rock by Twisted Sister. Okay. I always like that song. It's cool. Um, no. That's cool. What's your number four? My number four, if you know of this song or know of this band, I'll be like, wow, Paul, good on you. Striper. Uh, oh, gosh, Striper was so bad. <laughs> um, or Wasp. That was another band that sucked, too. Like a beast. Oh, God, those fuckers. <laughs> so um, this was a song that when it came out, it I never really heard it on the radio. So it was a medium hit, but I saw it on MTV a lot. And I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is a pretty good song. It had a very much a heart vibe. 
Um, and that's because it's an all female hair metal group called Vixen. Oh yeah, Vixen, sure. Yeah, and the song yeah. is "Edge of a Broken Heart." That's when I remember. Yeah, before. I know that song. Yep. Yeah, I've been living on the edge of a broken. Heart. And I remember seeing that as a kid, and I was like, as a teenager, I'm like, oh no, no, this song's pretty good. And it was odd to see an all-female hair metal band. You're like, whoa, that's interesting. That's really crazy. How unique. There's a, I mean, there's a little bit of that. Yeah. And then, I mean, also aesthetically, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a straight man. Yeah. So uh, I like I like the hair metal aesthetic when you apply it to sexy women. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the dudes want a gender bend, and girls in 1987 are into that. More power to all of them. I'm not into it on that vibe but when you get like all the tight leather and the fishnets and you put it on a woman and you tease her hair up hell yeah Vixen was oh, shit. Let me, let me tell you something <laughs> there's nothing wrong with teased hair Paul teased no, hair dude, is great I'm, look dude I'm an Italian from the east coast <laughs> it's, it's sort of like I'm genetically predisposed to like <gasps> Hair metal chicks. Uh, that's so true. You know? you, if you see teased hair that's really, really stiff and big, your heart goes, oh my God, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, a little bit. That's yeah, a little bit. so funny. Then you should check <laughs> I've out. I've got some of that. I don't have Vixen on my list, but I have some of that coming up. You should you should check out Vixen because I remember, I remember seeing the drummer. I was like, wow, I really like you. You've got something <laughs> going on right there. And, yeah. and I watched it again uh, before we did the pod, and I was like, wow. They're all pro- they're all a little older than me now, and I bet you some of them have got to be moms. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. and Dude, it's so weird. Not probably grandmoms. Yeah, some of them might because they're you know five maybe five six years older than me, so they might be grandmas. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. It's crazy to think that. <laughs> yeah, but Vixen underrated. Which song was it again? Edge of a Broken Heart. Edge of a Broken Heart. That was their big hit. They had another one. I can't remember his ballady, and I was like, "Oh boy!" But as you broke an eye, you're like, "Yeah, yeah, good yeah. cheesy poppy metal." They were hot. They were which hot. is really not to be uh, sexist, but and, and not even just for women, but like that's all that matters with hair metal. It's not about the music with hair metal. It's totally about the surface. It's the yes. most surfacey music in, yes. in, in a in pop music, which itself is a genre, which is about surface. Exactly. Hair metal is like. It just sucks. It's it's all an excuse to feed an image of shiny, bubblegummy sexiness. Yes, it's shiny on shiny, which is interesting because then you think, especially because metal, hair metal was geared towards, you know, mostly towards guys. You'd think, wow, Vixen would be a bigger band. I mean, yeah. Was it, though? I mean, I no, wasn't there. Really. So I know that no, they weren't. Like, they, were, they were like medium at best. Medium. No, I mean, was hair metal... How much was it aimed at guys? Because I know that metal was a huge thing, but when I think of hair metal, I think of like women going crazy for poison. Yeah, but there was a or, lot of dudes at that Bon Jovi concert, man. A yeah. lot of dudes. I mean, this was Cleveland, so of course, you know, it's hair metal city. Um, and, and yeah, the hair metal appeared. I knew a lot of guys that were really into hair metal. I mean, See, I like thought the, actual actual metalheads just hated these hair metal pretenders. Sometimes you like would get chicks. guys that liked both. Yeah. Like you would get guys that were really into that, that liked Megadeth, but also were like, "Oh fuck yeah, uh, Poison's good too. I'm fine with it." Really? Yeah, I knew a couple guys that were like that. Okay. Yeah. 
That's yeah. That's the insight I need from you because I, I wasn't there at the time. Yeah, I can't imagine someone being like, yeah, both Megadeth and Poison. Well, that's what was weird for me because I didn't like either. So I just was like, oh, it's all <laughs> it's all metal to me. It's all it's like, oh, yeah. this is all just the same. Like to me, I'm like, oh, Megadeth and uh, and and Striper, they're the same because it's all metal to me. So you know, and yeah, it wasn't real realize that. The lines get blurred. The, the lines, lines get blurred. That's why putting this putting this list together was tough because anytime I came across a song I liked, I was like, "No, Judas Priest isn't hair metal. They're just metal." Oh uh, yes, eighties, but it's eighties metal. Yes, you know? if you would put Judas Priest on, I'd probably cry bullshit and be like, "No, no, no, no. yeah, no, I'd yeah. never actually." Yeah, consider. but that's but the when you, when you get in that middle period in like eighty five when metal sort of started to get popular and transition to hair metal, and you get. You know, Def Leppard. Yes. Uh, like, you know, where does the where's where do you draw that line? Exactly. That's where it gets yeah. all murky. Yeah. Uh, we already talked about my well. You already talked about my number four song. Okay. I I don't know if it's going to appear on your list. You already talked about it, so maybe not. But it's here I go again by. Oh, White it is. <laughs> I didn't hope. Oh, White. I didn't yeah. put it on because I only like it now. Yeah, no, it's I've I liked it when I was in high school. That's funny. I mean, I said all that stuff about that girl and how she was into Poison in two thousand, yeah. but I think that like, here I go again transcends genre. It's just a classic yeah. rock song. It's a classic um, rock song now, which is fascinating. Yeah, it's got a great video. Yeah, Tony Katane dancing on the cars. Tony Katane, iconic. Yeah, David Coverdale is awesome. The best hair in hair metal, man. Glorious, yeah. a glorious mane. Now, the amazing thing about this song being like, oh, and also the, it's it's like the perfect midpoint between like rock anthem and metal and hair metal ballad. Like yeah. it's a little ba- ballady, but yep. it's not too much. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, yeah, no, it's just, it's just a good song. It transcends hair metal. It's definitely hair metal. Yes. However, did you know that the 1987 record Here I Go Again by Whitesnake is a re-recording? I had heard that, but I don't know the whole story of that. Yeah. I mean, the story of... I don't know the story of it. I don't know why they re-recorded it. Uh, If you listen to the original, it is the same song. It's the same arrangement. As opposed to uh, the the issue with Twisted Sister, the original in this case is the one that's not quite as shiny. It's not quite as produced. Because we're talking about 1982 instead of 1987. Oh, that's a five year. That's a big difference. Five year difference. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the, the version you know sounds like 1987. Yeah. And the original sounds like 1982, even though it's the same song. One big difference is, you know the line, uh, like a drifter, I was born to walk alone? Yes. The original line is different. No. The original line is, like a hobo, I was born to walk alone. I mean, fast improvement for, to the 87 one. It, Thank it, God. Look, drifter is better. Yeah. It's a cooler word, but do you know why they changed it? No. Because people thought they were saying, like a homo, I was born <laughs> to walk alone. Oh, my God. That's hysterical. Yes, which is... Problematic. However, yeah. drifter is just a cooler word. Drifter is cooler, yeah. Yeah. Like a drifter, I was born to walk alone. Way better. Way better. Yeah, you listen to the original, like a hobo, I was born. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't scan as well. <laughs> it doesn't scan as well. It doesn't scan as well. You have to watch the... They made a video for the original, and you have to watch okay, it. Okay, I'm going to look okay? into that. Because, no, well, first of all, no Tawny Katane. No sexy girls at all. And also... 
It's 1982, so it's this 70s hangover where other than David Coverdale, who's brunette but still has big hair, all the dudes, it's just all dudes and mustaches. Oh, that's it's so all, funny. It's, it's so not hair metal. It's so 70s rock. They look like yacht rockers. They're all wearing like aviator shades and they have big mustaches and long hair. And they're, I'm like, did he replace the whole band? <laughs> I mean, he probably did. Yeah, that you bring something up that I just realized, and it might be obvious to you, but I'm like, oh yeah, there was no facial hair in in in, in hair metal. No, I can't think. No, it's all no one had a stash, no one had a beard, nothing. Nope. That's that's so funny. I didn't think that, of that. just detracts attention away from the hair. From that's very true. Now it's funny because you weren't around. Mm-hmm. White Snake was fucking huge. Yeah, like they were a big deal when those when when Here I Go Again and Is This Love came out, like back yeah. to back, it was like Jesus Christ, they're the biggest band. It was crazy how big they were. Those videos, and mostly because of the videos, but you're like Jesus Christ, it was you couldn't escape the song or the video. Yeah, Is This Love is a little cheesy. Yeah, not not super into Is This Love, but nah. uh, Here I Go Again is. I think I've told you the story about how when I was in high school, I had a friend who got, like, the first CD burner. Yes. Who made me, like, a mix CD of just all random songs that I picked. And I remember that, and Here I Go Again was on there. That's so funny. Yeah. Yes, it's uh, a good song. Uh, I, I now appreciate the genius of Here I Go Again in my old yeah. age. But I, this is, I, I think more than ever in the past year, right now, I wish we were doing our old format where we would watch oh, our videos because yeah. I totally would have surprised you with the 1982 yes. video for Here I Go Again. You have to watch it on your own. It's I mean, hilarious. we should just, once we're back together, we should just do a hair metal one with different yeah. videos. It doesn't have to be our five, just hair, med- hair videos. Yeah, watch these, some- these schlubby, chubby guys with mustaches going, like a hobo I was born. <laughs> it's so <laughs> off. It's so off-putting to hear that. It yeah. really is. You don't want that. Oh, my but God. But it's a great song. It's a great song. I do appreciate it now. Um, my number three. Now, I'm going to hear if you cry bullshit on this. Mm-hmm. I consider, again, I consider it hair metal because this band became hair metal. Maybe they're not hair metal with this song. Um, it's Rock of Ages by Def Leppard. Def Leppard absolutely counts as hair metal. See, they were so... And they did, especially like when Pour Some Sugar On Me and all that other stuff came on, which I don't really like. <clears throat> but early, early Def Leppard was more just kind of like rock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Oh, we'll talk about Def Leppard some more. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. But Rock of Ages. Rock of, I don't like, I don't think I like any Def Le- any other Def Leppard. I'm like, nah. But when that gleepin' <laughs> gloppin' gleepin' globin'. Gleepin' gloppin' gleepin' globin'. <laughs> and then yeah, Cowbell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking that song actually gets I would say that song gets me a little hyphy. Yeah, no, I, you're you're I'm picking up exactly what yeah. you're putting down because Def Leppard for me was the is the most of like I feel like not only are they definitely hair metal, they're one of the best hair metal bands. They're one of the first hair metal bands. But I also yeah. feel like are they hair metal? Because I like them too much and they're too good. So because they're good, I want to say it doesn't count. Yeah, but it's weird. They're hair. definitely in hair metal. I think it's because they were probably A, more talented, and B, you know, they started early 80s when there wasn't really hair metal, and then they, they kept going into the 90s. So they had a yeah, really I big mean, run. Pyromania was in 83. Yeah. The album. Yeah, so it's it's real early on. It's real early on. Yeah. That's oh Rock of Ages fucking kicks ass. 
<laughs> I'm surprised that you picked that one, but yeah, sure. That's 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 my best. All the other Def Leppard I don't particularly like, but that song is just fucking great. I know the hits, and I I have a soft spot for uh, for Def Leppard, so I, I fully support this choice. Are you Absolutely. are you supportive of like Let's Get Rocked? Uh I mean, I'm not. Look, I'm not. I don't have a Def Leppard poster <laughs> in my oh, room. Oh, I know. Or anything. You have a but, uh, read with was it William Hurt, right? <laughs> Oh yeah, I've got my reposter. <laughs> yes. William Hurt and David Bowie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I'll talk a little bit more about Def Leppard. All right. They might be coming up on my. All right. Yeah. If I'm not, I'm definitely not crying bullshit. Okay. Absolutely good. not. Good. Def Leppard counts. All right. Well, yeah. that was my number three. Rock of Ages, Def Leppard. Then. Yeah, and and I support them. I don't support Poison. I don't support Motley Crue or Rat or. Oh fucking Rat! Oh boy. <laughs> That's the thing. Is like none of the actual like. The icons of hair metal, I think, are going to show up on this because they just suck too much. (laughs) Hair metal sucks, so we're not making the top five. It's all these. It's all these uh, fence sitter bands. Oh yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to put Rat on my list. No, I didn't think you would either. (laughs) But Def Leppard, absolutely. I like Def Leppard. Yeah. Uh, But they're not my number three. My number three is sort of uh, an obscure one because I had to, you know, be pretentious. Yeah, he had to be Paul. Yeah, yeah. This is a this is another band that started off definitely not hair metal. Mm-hmm. This is a band we talked about before on the show, not this episode, but on the show. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the Pandoras? What episode did we talk about them? I I think Los. It must have been Los Angeles because this is this is one of those L.A. like Paisley Underground offshoot like garage rock bands okay. from the mid eighties, the all girls group. Mm-hmm. Who did that sort of like '60s inspired jangle garage rock? Mm-hmm. Very cool band. I love the Pandoras, but in the late '80s, like so many bands, they sort of sold out and went kind of hair metal. Oh, that's so fun! That's a big to, turn. Yeah, to where like several members of the band quit because they didn't like the new direction that Paula Pierce was taking the band in. Wow. Yeah, and do you remember the Muffs? Yes, I thought they were like punk. They were, but uh, uh, she, before the Muffs, was in the Pandoras. Oh. And she was with them before they turned hair metal, but she stayed with them through that phase. Oh, wow. If you watch the video for this song or their performance of it on Arsenio, you will see her her in like, like some fishnets and with her hair teased up. Um, but it's it's Paula Pierce's show, so like when you see them in their sort of more sixties thing, you know she's wearing like the floral dress and the plastic like bangly bracelets, and has like the straight hair with the straight blonde hair with the mm-hmm. bangs. And then you watch her in the video for Run Down Love Battery. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And it's it's all it's all big blonde hair, right? And wow. keyboards and a huge huge almost ACDC like drums, like it's hair metal, dude. That's but it fucking rocks. It's good because they're still the Pandoras. Yeah. So they did it right. Yeah. That's fascinating. I I and I don't judge it. I don't get mad at it. But when a band turns like that, I'm fascinated. I'm like, wow. I when lo- they go commercial. When yeah. they go commercial. It's like the same. It's it's basically the same turn that the Bengals took. Yeah. Because yeah. they started off very '60s jangle jangle pop. Yeah. And they went like super like mainstream. Yeah pop rock they didn't go hair metal but no. they definitely went hair oh definitely right definitely. And it, it's it's a lot like that but the pandora's always rocked more than it's like 
If the Beatles, uh, I mean the um, the Pandoras are the Rolling Stones to the Bangles Beatles. Ooh, I ooh, I like that's that. The, that's okay. the analogy. Okay, no, that so, works. And they both took the same like mainstream sellout turn, mm-hmm. but for the Pandoras, that meant like a, much more of a hair metal vibe than the Bangles. That's fascinating. It's it, it reminds me. It's like Cool the Gang. Cool the Gang was this funk band yeah. that did extended right. funks, and then like let's get a singer, and make some hits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, okay. That, that was all fun, but uh, now we want to make some money. Yeah. Huh. It's yeah. I want a house. It's the eighties. Everyone's getting paid. Yeah. We want some of that. Exactly. So I do. Re- I I never get mad at that. So I yeah. I respect uh, the the Pandoras for that. Great band name too. Awesome band name. And then, but sadly, Paula Pierce, as I when we talked about them before, I, yeah. I mentioned she died when she was thirty of a brain aneurysm. Just oh. Dropped dead. And that was in nineteen ninety one. So wow, Ooh, um, way young. Never got to see where else she might have taken her the sound of yeah. the Pandoras. The Pandoras is such a good name for a band that I feel it was wasted on a hair metal band. It could have but been a better band. It could have been a different music, it feels like. What, the Pandoras? The name the name for the group Pandoras seems like it should be a different, more important band. Well, they were, but before they were hair metal. Like they're not they're more well known for their garage rock sound earlier in the 80s. Oh, okay. They, they didn't actually have hits when they tried to sell out. Do you know what <laughs> That's I mean? That's right. That's it very funny. The sellout didn't work. It didn't work. That's interesting. It didn't work. They're not, yeah. they're not well known for yeah. that era. And people who are fans, you know, who know them, I think know them for their earlier stuff better. So it didn't actually, that's the other difference between them and the Bengals. It didn't work. That's really interesting and, and kind of sad. Yeah. Like, they're like, we're going to do it. We're going to make the conscious effort. And some band members like, fuck that. I'm not doing it. And they're like, well, get on the train. It's going to happen. And then it doesn't yeah. happen. And, and if Paula Pierce hadn't died in 1991, right, when hair metal was dying. Yeah. I think she would have reverted back to, you know, her original aesthetic. And I just, I feel like if Paula Pierce had lived, she yeah. would have been, she would have still been, she would have been more well-known and more revered. I don't know if she would have become like, a big star, but I think she would have done like a lot more cool stuff throughout the '90s and been sort of like a, like a rock fan's. Mm-hmm. Rock yeah, I, mean. I feel like yeah, it is a shame that she died right then because then the early '90s come and she probably could have gone back to what she had loved and yeah. that type of music, and probably that would have been her success because that time period allowed for that type of music. Yeah, like if she were still alive now, I bet she'd still be just like recording solo albums that yeah. like aren't hits, but like Paula Pierce fans know who she is and, and yeah. go to her shows, that type of thing. You know, she's, yeah. she was great. Oh, wow. Uh, she died too young. Yeah, that's very interesting. She, she tried to sell out and the Pandora's made out. Yeah, I think the, the, the EP that Rundown Love Battery on is called like Rock Hard is the name oh, of it. Oh, no. It's got, no. you know, it's all leathery and oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> but. As silly as that is, like I said, they did it right. Rundown Love Battery is a cool song <laughs> for what it is. It's that, cool. that title alone yeah. is, <laughs> is just d- delicious. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's good. It's good. All right. Well, you're not going to think this about my number two. No. This, this, uh, this might break you, Paul. My number two might break you. Is it Rat? No. I, Motley Crue? It's Motley Crue. Is it smoking in the boys' room? No, that song sucks. Okay, good. <laughs> all, all, all yeah. Motley Crue sucks. <laughs> except, except Dr. Feelgood. 
Uh, <laughs> Doctor Feel Good. He's the one they call Doctor Feel Good. Is so good. All right. <laughs> it's got a pretty good funky bass line. That dun 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 dun. Oh, I fucking love that song. I almost made it my number no. one. Oh no! This is. The way that you just sort of sat there and let me say that uh, I want to rock is good. I'm just going to have to let you talk about how you like Dr. Feelgood. Yeah, I figured this is the one you'd be like, oh, no. Yeah, I truly hate all of Motley Crue. But when yeah. Dr. Feelgood came out, I was like, what the fuck? This is good. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's because the baseline. Yeah. There's a definitive baseline to it that you don't hear in heavy metal. Yeah, and I, I I just respond to that. It just got slightly funky, and then the I'll listen to I'll, I'll listen to it and check out the yeah, baseline. That the, might make me appreciate. It, it might make me appreciate the drums are yeah. good, everything. And then you're like, I remember going like, oh wow, this is pretty good. And then they came out with girls, girls, girls. Like, oh fuck them. Oh god, so bad, yeah. so oh, bad. <sighs> but yeah, Nikki and and the, I'll say for Nikki Six, whenever I watch those those VH1 type of shows, Nikki Six was always the guy who I was like. He seems cool. He seems cool because he almost died. Did did Nikki Six? Did he have an overdose? He like I think he like legitimately died for like two minutes. Yeah, something like that. And then, right? they, yeah. then they brought him back to life, but like he was dead for like two minutes. But yeah, when you said he almost died, I was like, no, 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 that was Vince Neil. And I'm like, oh wait, no, they both almost. Died. <laughs> yeah, they all pretty much almost Vince fucking Neil, died. Vince Neil had the car crash. Yes. And uh, and Nikki Six had the the drug habit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but and yeah, then of course, Tommy Lee. And then that guy. And then, they were always like, they were the they were the gross. Like hair oh, metal was hair metal was gross, yeah. and they were the they were the kings of the grossness. And, yeah, they were way fucking awful. Everything about yeah. it. And then like, oh, and then when they did Home Sweet Home, I was like, this song's bullshit. So yeah, people love that at, song. Right, which came out. Every rose has its thorn. Came out first, right? No, uh, Home Sweet Home came out. Home was first. Yeah, Home Sweet Home was first. They're the same song, and I just exactly. I think I think Brett Michaels was like, I need a Home Sweet Home. (laughs) Right, right, yeah, right, yeah. Oh, they're bad. They're bad. But you know what? I I will say, if I had to pick one, Doctor Feelgood is probably the one. Yeah. I enjoy. I still enjoy it to this day. If I hear it on my cat, and again, I have to on. listen to the bass. I still yeah. remember when, like, when you told me to listen to uh, Rio, yeah, for the bass line. Not that I didn't like Duran Duran yeah. or Rio, but when I when I paid attention to the bass on it, it just blew the back of my head off. Yeah, I mean that that bass is crazy intricate, good. This yeah. uh, this bass is basic, but at least it's good. At least it's prominent. Yeah, if, if it's funky. Yeah, sure. it's it's fairly funky. I was actually thinking, I was like, I wonder if Kirk likes anything that Motley Crue did. <laughs> they're gonna end up on his list. And maybe they'll be on his list, but I hope they're at like number five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Dr. Feelgood was almost number one. Almost. Yeah. And then at the last minute I was like, no, nah, it's number two. Because like with poison, it's it's like you guys suck, but like they're shiny, and it's like yeah. ah, you you're cute. Like I want to pinch yeah. your cheeks. Poison, you're you're like you're naughty, yeah, but you're fun about it, right? Yeah. And Motley Crue is just like ugh, fuck you guys. Oh yeah, I mean I don't want to get too graphic, but like Motley Crue is like a used condom on a bathroom floor. Yeah, they're yeah, grody, yeah. and and like I like nastiness, but. Self-aware nasty, yes, and they're just like they're just gross. They're icky. You know I mean? They're way yeah. icky. Like I love sleaze 
I love sleaze, yeah. but they're just a kind of sleaze that I don't like. No. It's, just, it's misogynistic and yeah. shitty and just gross. Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. here for it. I'm not here for yeah. it, but, but I am here for Dr. Feelgood. But fine, Dr. Feelgood. If <laughs> yeah. I had to pick a Motley Crue song. All right. I, I, and I would have said that before. If, if you had asked me first, okay. I probably would have said Dr. Feelgood. All right, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number two is Def Leppard for me. Oh. Def Leppard is my number two. This was almost my number one. Really? What song do you think it is? Is it Rock of Ages? It's not Rock of Ages. Okay. I'm going to guess it's... Um, uh, is it Photograph? Yeah, it's Photograph. <laughs> I knew it had to be an it's earlier... It's Pour Some Sugar no, On Me. No, I was like, there's no if, way it's if later. You, if you had accused me of liking Pour Some Sugar On Me, I would have canceled this podcast. <laughs> You're like, we're done. I knew yeah. it had to be a little bit early. Photograph's a pretty good song. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and Photograph is one where it's like, is it hair metal? I'm like, I almost want to say that Photograph is the first hair metal song. Ooh, that's very interesting. Yeah. I would not oppose that. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. And it's not just like, ah, it's just a fun, dumb song. I'm like, no, this is a good rock song. It's very shiny. It's, yeah. it's definitely got the hair metal trappings. Um, it, it's just a good song. Yeah. And I have a real soft spot for Def Leppard because... Of the behind the music. Remember oh behind yeah, the music it was a great. I love behind the music. Band. And that was a really early one. I swear it was like the second or third. Episode Probably that they did that one because they have a whole. Their story's great. So yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, I learned from watching that in the '90s. Like Joe Elliott, the frontman for Def Leppard, is just like the coolest. Yeah. He's just like the epitome of like a cool British rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, but like lovable at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, like sort of gruff but lovable. Yeah. Joe Elliott was super cool, and then of course the whole story that they have. Where their drummer lost his arm yeah. in a car accident. And because they're a real band, they're like, no, you are our drummer. Yeah. You're going to learn to play drums with one arm. Yeah. We don't care. We're not replacing you. Yeah, we'll like, figure it out and you're going to be it. It's the most likable thing yeah. any rock band has ever done in music history. You, you know Motley Crue wouldn't do that. No. No. Go fuck yourself, Tommy. Yeah, we'll find <laughs> someone else. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get a session yeah, But drummer. then also, if they had, if they hadn't done that... No jury would have convicted them. No. It's very reasonable to be like, I'm yeah. sorry, but you're a drummer who lost his arm. That really sucks. <laughs> you know, We need to continue. Right, right, right. But yeah. they were like, no, we're, we're going to wait for you to learn how to play drums with one arm on yeah. a special kit designed for your disability. That's awesome. Yeah, and then they became Even bigger. Even if you don't like Def Leppard's music, yeah. that's the coolest thing a rock band has ever done. That, because that's legit. Because they're a band. That's what it means to be a band. Yeah. Understand right? the levels it takes to be a band. And he's still their drummer today. Well, I mean, it's crazy that they're still doing yeah. shit. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. I'm now, glad I, you picked Photograph. I'm glad because. I've always liked Photograph. Pour Some Sugar on Me, I hate. Yeah. But I don't think it's. I don't think it's inherently bad. It's just so overplayed. Yeah, I agree. And I just associate it with generations of frat guys and sorority girls. Oh, 100%. You know? 100%. Like, it's not Def Leppard's fault. It's not even the song's fault that I hate that song. I hate the culture around yes. that song. No, that's legit. But as far as Def Leppard songs go, it was never my favorite. Yeah. I always liked Photograph and Rock of Ages better than Pour Some Sugar on Me. Because that's when they really, like, that's a real, like, stadium anthem. And Photograph oh, yeah. is a little earlier. It's a little yeah. simpler. It's just a great pop rock song. I agree with what you said, that that Photograph is, like, the first hair metal song. And it's definitely more hair metal than Rock of Ages. Yeah. But still good. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's a song that like you know every like everybody likes. It's yeah. a great song. It's a good that, song. That came on like yeah. People are like oh this is good yeah. It's it's yeah. it's a crowd pleaser but uh, for everyone for everyone yeah. All right, I, I need to see this. I need to see what you picked for my number one. I wonder if we have the same number one. Ooh, interesting. Mine's a little out of left field. Mine's not out of like left a, field at all. Yours is a big hit? Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I'll see if I guessed it. All right, oh, this is exciting. Here we go. Okay. He's unfurling. Well, no, say it first, and then I'll show you what I Oh, you want me to say it first? Oh, oh okay. Yeah. My number one mm-hmm. is Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. I am surprised. Oh, I know what? I thought you picked Because I wrote down Sweet Child of Mine. Oh, I hate that Guns song. Oh, you're close. I thought you liked Sweet Child of Mine. No, I hate Sweet Child of Mine. So I got it right that you picked Guns N' Roses. I picked Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle. Um, Mr. Brownstone was close up there, but I, and I was like, oh, should I do Mr. Brownstone for number one? But I was like, no, Welcome to the Jungle, if I'm being true. Welcome to the Jungle. I like more. It means more because that's their first song that you're like, what? when that sound came out, it was like the equivalent of Smells Like Teen Spirit coming out. You were like, oh, yeah. what the fuck is this? It rules. It fucking rules. Yeah. It rules so much that I'm going to give you a don't at me right now yeah. about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Guns and Roses equals one great song one great album title, one really good song, and then everything else is hot fucking garbage. Don't at me. That is a hot take because I like Guns N' Roses much more than that. Oh, I... When you said one great song, did you forget about Mr. Brownstone? I'm saying... I'm, I, I'm, I'm splitting hairs a bit. One great song yeah. would be uh, Welcome to the Jungle. One really good song, which I would put great, great point two, is Mr. Brownstone. Okay. And just one of the best titles for an album ever, Appetite, Appetite for, Destru- for Destruction. That's sure. killer. Yeah. I hate everything else on that album and everything else they did afterwards is crap. You don't like you don't like Paradise City? No, that annoys me. You don't like my Michelle? No. Uh, Rocket, there's a what Rocket something is not bad. It's okay. I like I think Appetite for Destruction is wall to wall classic. The whole I, album I like. I mean, probably one of the best side one. Uh, cut one. I mean, yeah. killer. Did killer. you know it's still the best-selling debut album of all time? I did not know that. Is it really? Yes. Wow. 18 million copies or something like that? I mean... And, and no one's ever going to break that record because no one shifts units anymore. No yeah. one buys albums. So it will probably always be the, the best-selling debut album. Of that's all time. probably well-deserved because that thing came out, you're like, I don't know. No one knew really who they were. You're like, oh my God. These guys are just unbelievable. And they even though they, you know, they looked hair metal and they were just around that time, that music was like, whoa. Yeah. Welcome to the jungle is so good. It's I mean, I'm surprised that you like it so much and don't like you know like patience? Oh, patience, one of the worst songs ever. <laughs> that's that's the hair metal ballad that I like. Ooh. Now I will say I hate November Rain. Oh, that's so bad too. I don't like November Rain. Uh there's some other stuff on Use Your Illusion that I go Oof. for now. Oof. Oh, it's the one. It's so easy, easy. When oh, I hate that song too. Oh, it sucks. I, I, I mean, I. Welcome to the Jungle is a legendary. So rock good. Song. I mean, yeah. one of the top ten rock songs. Oh yeah, time. yeah, and still holds up. Still, you like hear it, you get yeah. jacked up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have as I. Mr. Brownstone is just a little bit more me. I but, can uh, see that because well, there's heroin and that's darker. And <laughs> you like that? It's just funkier. 
I, th- I, mean, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I love Guns N' Roses. It's why it's so hard for me to admit that they're hair metal. Yeah, yeah. I, but they're only hair metal because they were in L.A. and they were there at the time of hair metal. But you know what I mean? They're yeah. more Led Zeppelin than they are Poison. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I could definitely sl- see that. And Slash is way too cool to be. <laughs> Even though he's got all that hair. Yeah, yeah. That. But uh, yeah, Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle, great, great song. And Axl Rose is one of the greatest rock front men of all time. You can't argue with Axl Rose. He has a great voice. Well, he's he got did. a good range. He huh? did. Well, no, well, he doesn't. Well, Mariah Carey doesn't have the same range anymore either. He's sure, 19. but she can still sing. He's just kind of wrecked <laughs> yeah. physically and mentally. I mean, yeah. you know. <laughs> but he's Axl Rose, man. Yeah, he's I mean, cool. <laughs> no one was bigger than when he came out. You're like, wow, yeah. this guy's this guy's amazing. Figuratively, though, because he's one of the tiniest, skinniest. Dudes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no, I have, I have so much, uh, and it's not really like it's not my kind of band, but they're just cool. You can't argue with Guns N' Roses. Oh yeah, when they, they first came the out, is, yeah, he was just like, whoa, yeah. And you never, you think it's like Pulp Fiction. You know how when you're channel surfing, not that anyone channel surfs anymore, but like you see oh, Pulp yeah. Fiction is on, but you're like. I've seen this a million times. I'm, I don't need to watch it again. But then you get sucked in because it's so good. I feel that way about Welcome to the Jungle. Where if I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, eh, is that song really that good? Am I going to get excited if I hear it? Fuck yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. When it actually comes on, I'm like, oh, my God. This yeah. song rules. Yeah. yeah. If it's just randomly playing somewhere, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. No, it rules. Yeah. Uh but no, I didn't. I didn't put Guns N' Roses on my list, like I said, because it would have been Mr. Brownstone. Okay. But I couldn't. I couldn't name that hair metal. So I left Guns N' Roses. But I have absolutely no beef with you choosing them as. Hair okay. Metal. Good. I specifically thought that you really like Sweet Child of Mine. Oh no! I picked it. They, that song bugs it. the crap out of me. <laughs> it's not my favorite either. It's yeah. probably my least favorite Guns N' Roses. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, I hope you don't take offense to the fact that it's the one I like the least. Like, Kirk probably <laughs> loves this. Nope. This probably is number one. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, I'm going to say the opening two lines of lyrics. To Ooh, mine. okay. Hopefully See I get you know it. it. All right. Because they're two of the greatest opening lines of any rock song ever. Ooh. Okay. All right. I went to a party last Saturday night. I didn't get laid. I got in a fight. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It ain't, it ain't no, no big, big thing. thing. Ah, fuck yeah, Lita Ford. Kiss Me Deadly by Lita Ford is my number one favorite hair metal song ever. Good pull. Yes. Uh, I wouldn't put it in my top five. Uh, I do like that song. I don't hate it. I generally, that's a good song. I it's 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 the one like all the other songs on my list are like if I have to make a list of favorite hair metal songs. Mm -hmm. These are the ones I pick, but I'm probably not going to listen to these songs on their own or yeah. put them on a playlist. But "Kiss Me Deadly," I fucking will. That's so funny. "Kiss Me Deadly" is just a great song that I love. Yeah, "Kiss Me Deadly" yeah. is a good song. Yeah. I I <clears throat> I wasn't looking at that to put on my list, but when I was going through stuff and I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that song. And, and and she's also the like she's so hot in that video. Yeah, she's great. But it's also like hair metal is so corny. Yeah. So she's got you know she's got the insanely big blonde hair, yeah. blonde hair, and like the fishnets and the leather, and you're like, I don't want to like this because it's so basic. 
Yes. I feel I feel like such a sleazy, basic ass dude being like, Yeah, Lena Ford is hot. She's hot though. Like I can't yeah. I can't front like I'm above it. I like I'm into it. I'm into Everything it. in your head tells you not to like it, but your heart wants what it wants. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That's and, I mean so Lena funny. Ford, you know, her pedigree, she's from the runaways. She's in like one of the coolest that's, like that's the band. That's right. She was in the runaways. Yeah, she was in the runaways yeah. with uh with uh Joan, Joan Jett. Jett and yeah. Um and then she's just like, no, I'm doing the hair metal thing. It's the eighties now. <laughs> you gotta get paid. I yeah. take I take points off because she has that awful, awful duet with Ozzy Osbourne. I don't love everything Ooh, that Lita so Ford bad. ever did solo. Yeah. Uh, I just love Kiss Me Deadly. Kiss Me Deadly is legit. I. It's not even her biggest hit. Her bigger hit was uh, the other one. I'm blanking on the name of it. Shit, I thought that was her big hit. Uh, uh, Close My Eyes Forever. That's the ballad with... Uh, oh, that's, Ozzy, the one, that's the yeah, one with Ozzy. And that's the one yeah, I'm yeah. like, that's terrible. That makes sense that that would be the big hit. But yeah. Kiss Me Deadly is great. Yeah. I'm great. glad you put that at number one. Because it's yeah. just... It's it's still a big song and a big hit, but it's just enough of an outlier to be very Paul. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. That that's a legitimate. Even that is like I think Lita Ford solo is mostly known for being from the hair metal era. Yeah, that's all I know. But her because from. she comes from the Runaways, it's like no, you know that she has a legit rock and roll pedigree, and she was just doing what was popular. I'm not going to call it a sellout because it's too good. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know. but good honor for selling out, even yeah, though she's yeah. not, yeah. And it's a good song. If people listening don't know it or don't think they know it, give it another listen with fresh airs. Yeah. And don't, don't watch, don't listen to it with the video. Don't let your eyes judge the corniness yes. of the 1987, 1988 hair metal video, even though she's super hot. Listen to the song on its own. Yeah, because it'll ruin say, it for you. It will, you'll be like, oh, this is yeah. stupid. Because yeah. even as, as, as stunning as she is in that, it's still way fucking cheesy. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the thing about hair metal. It's just, it's just cheesy. Yeah. It's it really so is. It's so lame. It's so lame. It's so cheesy, though. These five songs were like, hey, yeah, those are good. Yeah. I mean, we would have had a much easier time picking out the five worst. Oh, my God. Five worst hair metal I songs. I literally could just do that in like four minutes. Wasp is definitely on there. Wasp is 100% <laughs> out there. You just go, okay, here's Wasp. Here's Rat. Here's White Lion. Here's Nelson. I mean, all those bands. Uh-huh. Ricky Nelson's kids. Yeah. Oh, Gunner so, and... Gunner and the yeah. other guy. Yeah. Gunner, yeah. I, I can't live without your love and affection. Uh, so bad. I mean, you had so much good music in your high school years, but you also had hair metal. Yeah. I mean, and it was in my radar because everyone I knew listened to it. It was on popular music, but I... I was just listening to my R&B and soul at the time. So I was just like, well, fuck this shit anyway. I'm not going to listen to it. So I just listened. So it didn't affect me too much, but I was able to like absorb it because it was so big at its time. It was just fucking everywhere. You suffered through hair metal. I suffered through new metal. I think I won. I think I new would... metal's worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I would if, if you were like, you're only allowed, Paul, you're only allowed to listen to either hair metal or new metal for the rest of your life. <laughs> yep. And you can't choose death and you can't choose no music. You have to pick one. Yep. It wouldn't I would not hesitate. 
Absolutely, I would pick hair metal over new metal. Yeah, a hundred percent. I had it easier going through hair metal than you had it through new metal. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, to suffer through new metal is fucking yeah. a nightmare. I would rather listen to Motley Crue and Poison every day for the rest of my days instead of Limp Bizkit and Corn. I would, Absolutely yes, hundred percent. I'll listen to Rats round and round, <laughs> over fucking uh, new me- any new metal song. And then you turn into the Headbangers Ball. <laughs> oh God, that, the Rick show I, is going to tell you what's new in hair metal. A show that I never watched. <laughs> no, no, never. Turned it off. We'll go to BET and watch Video Soul. Hell yeah. Yeah. Del yeah. <laughs> Del yeah. Del yeah. <laughs> well, I never watched uh, Headbangers Ball either just because it wasn't my time. But uh, I'm aware of it. Uh, you, you would have been a 120 Minutes guy. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. That would, that's I, still, I, I would still watch old clips of 120 Minutes on YouTube. Of course. <laughs> like, here's, you know. Here's 10 minutes of a 1992 episode of 120 Minutes. <laughs> and in the, sure. mean, in the meantime, I need people going, here's 10 yeah. minutes of Club MTV with CNC Music Factory. <laughs> no, I want to see Matt Pinfield introducing Push the Little Daisies by Ween. Here's, <laughs> here's, the, little, here's the latest Butthole Surfers music video that MTV is not going to show any earlier than 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm like, let me see downtown Judy Brown introduce Pebbles. Well, I do. I do like I like both of MTV's Julie Browns. Oh, they're both fantastic. Original flavor Julie Brown yeah. and downtown yep. flavor Julie Brown. Dance Judy Brown, a dance uh, downtown Julie Brown and funny downtown, uh, funny <laughs> Julie Brown. Great. What was her catchphrase? Was it Wubba Wubba Wubba? Doodle Doodle D Wubba Wubba Wubba. Wubba Wubba Wubba. Yeah. their sign off. <laughs> we'll fucking love her. That's music. Uh, MTV. Love you. Love you, MTV. Um, So, yeah, those were our hair metal picks. Yeah, man. We nailed it. Yeah, I mean, pretty much the only 10 or so tolerable. (laughs) I mean, I I really am am spent and cannot think, I could not spend any more time thinking of that anymore. But (laughs) but yet I'm happy happy with with my choices. So it it was good. You you have to address it. This is Music Ray Gun. We talk about all kinds of music on this show. Yeah. And we've, uh, I mean, we even did an episode that encompassed 1988 to 1991, I think. Yes. 88 to 90. Yeah. And we did not discuss any hair metal then. We can't ignore it forever. It's part of history. We need to be acknowledged. Part of the 80s pop music tapestry. Yeah, it was the music of the 80s. We have no choice. uh, And now we got it done and we can move on with our lives. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Now we can take 2021 and full in our arms and embrace it with different stuff. Yeah, but I would totally hang out with D. Snyder. I would totally hang out with Joe Elliott from Def Leppard, uh, and all actually all the dudes from Def Leppard. Phil Collin. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'd hang out with Vixen. Them. I'd hang out with all of Vixen. Well, I'd, of course I'd hang out with Vixen. Yeah, I'd hang out with them now. Like, hey, should we go get some tea? You want to go to a party with Vixen and Lita Ford? <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. I yes. Do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'd be great. Except now they'd be like, yeah, let's go to it, but we got to be back by like ten. Do you want to be in the same zip code as anyone from Motley Crue? No. 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 Although I did move to Hollywood, so I kind of did. Yeah, you're kind of there, but <laughs> you don't need to see them at our local Chipotle. Yeah. This, <laughs> although I did see, I did see Limp Bizkit at the 101 Coffee Shop once. Did you R.I.P. really? R.I.P. To it's the dead. 101 Coffee 101 Shop. 101 Coffee's yeah. dead. Very yeah. sad. Oh, I can't I believe did. you saw them. Wow. No, I went to the 101 Coffee Shop with a girl. 
in the morning for breakfast one day, and the only other people in the one-on-one coffee shop were Limp Bizkit. And, and me and this girl were literally like, oh my God, that's Limp Bizkit. Don't let them see us. Yes. Don't let them know we know they're there. They might want to talk to us. Don't let them know. <laughs> they might think we want their autograph. Just eat yeah. quickly and quietly. Don't let Fred and Wes make eye contact with <laughs> They might want to talk. Yeah. Uh, but that'll do it for our hair metal episode. I'm going to say right now, let's never do a new metal. List. No, never. We won't put that us through Let's that. ignore that. No. <laughs> I, we're not torturing each other for the podcast. What's your favorite song by Stain? <laughs> oh, God. Or P.O.D. or Drowning Pool. Oh, God, Drowning Pool. That's right. No, no. Just shoot me. <laughs> Let the bodies hit the floor. Oh, God. The worst. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah, I have it yeah. better with hair metal. Just thinking about it, I have to go listen to like "Slippery When Wet" now. To my <laughs> I'd rather "Slippery When Wet" than any <laughs> sort of drowning pool. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Next time we're gonna do. We already know what our next episode is. So I'll preview it. We're gonna do "Bad Boy Records." We're yeah. We're gonna do our top five bad boy records. So quite a pivot away from hair metal to the golden age. Yes. Del yeah. I already know what some of mine are. I know I too. Order yet. Yeah. But yeah. We've been waiting to do a bad boy. We were going to do a bad boy episode in 2020. Yeah. We had to throw out our playbook, but yeah, I, I'm excited. For yeah, that. it's going to be fun. Next next episode is going to be awesome. All right, dude. That's it for this episode of Music Ray Gone. Bye. Bye.